I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, they I'm look just like tune nerds. <laughs> they look like such nerds right now. I was like, ACDC is so hardcore, and now I'm like, they're wearing polos and like high socks and like their hair. Well, they look ridiculous. On their legs, like this is stupid. Uh, no, uh, that's how I wanted to start it because this is the theme song that yeah. they wrote for this movie called "Who Made Who." Yeah. Well, they I mean, wrote two songs for this movie. It should have been called rest, We Made yeah. You! We Made You! We Made You! <laughs> it was going to be my intro line, but then I was like, nah, it's expected. <laughs> um, who made who? Who made, who made you? You, you, it, you! It sounds like um, if you've ever seen Waiting for Gus Guffman, um, there's a stool song in there where it's like, making stools! It's okay, it's cool to make stools. Like, it sounds exactly like the song. Right. It's so stupid. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's your taglines. Number one, like we've been talking about, whom made who? Well, they went the the, the grammatically correct route, where ACDC was No, like, I said it that way for some reason. Oh. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> who made who? Well, you know, who did make who? Well, no. we know we made the technology. So yeah, we made them. That's it. Like, it, there's no not, question. There's no it's qu- not like technology made us. It's yeah. like yeah, you could argue that, but in the end, like we did make technology. Yeah. Okay. Stephen King's masterpiece of terror, directed by the master himself. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. But no. <laughs> okay. Imagine you're imagine. Hello? Okay. Uh, I'm back. Sorry. Well, technology's <laughs> fighting back. Yeah, yeah. No, the, my mixer We're board is about to kill me. Comet trail of RM, whatever uh, it's called. Re- I don't know. Remim? Ray, Ray M. Whatever. Re-me. Okay. Imagine. Uh, no, wait. That's uh, Evil's Wheels. Just Evil's Wheels. Okay. All right. Um, the day the horror went into overdrive. Okay. All right. Because we use overdrive. The titular line is once in this film. And it doesn't do. even. It was like, bing, bing, bing. We've got our title. Yeah. Um, and then all the machines went into maximum overdrive. And you're like, all right. Well, that's where we get our title. It's right. Stupid. So as the music fades out, there's one more. Okay. Imagine your worst nightmare. Machines take over the world. Okay, that's not my worst nightmare. No, it's not. My worst nightmare <laughs> is like you're dead, you're alone, you have like eighteen. I thought cents you said your you're name. dead. <laughs> yeah. I was like uh. Your dad, I'm alone. <laughs> For some reason your dad's the only one there, and that's actually like God. That actually is a pretty bad like end up. So what exactly would be your worst nightmare? Um, for me, my worst nightmare would be like, because you, you said you said my dad, but that's clearly not. No, right, I so. meant like, I don't even know. I included dad. Basically, like I'm dead. I'm alone. You're like I don't. I've got no that. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I don't want to end up with like I know I won't. Like I'm oddly enough like I'm an introvert, but I'm a people person. Like I love people to death. 
Um, and it doesn't take me hard. I'm a walking right. contradiction. <laughs> well, it, it really is. But like, it doesn't take a lot for me to actually like love and interact with people. Like I say, I would rather have alone time, but like if I get to spend time with people, like it's great. It's amazing. Like I have so many best friends that like recently someone was like, Hey, we're best friends, right? Like they legitimately were like, we are at the point to where it's like, there are no other better friends than us. And I did agree with that person just because like we've spent so much time together in the past two years. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but at the same time, I love everyone. Like everyone I'm close with, like you, a lot of our coworkers, my brother, my roommates, my family, like I'm so close to everyone is basically what best. Yeah. You're are. like, but if super I die, close, if you put a wall up between us, <laughs> I do have a lot of walls, but I try not to. But it's it's a weird thing. But uh, like dying with with no one around me, I think is my biggest fear. That is, yeah. Mine is. I don't want to like, die alone. buried alive. Okay, yes, but I also like. I was telling this to my family last night. I don't want to be mutilated. Would you know it's happening? See, that's what my mom was saying. Like, well, you wouldn't know because it's so bad. And I was like, welcome if, to the intro, guys. And my first <laughs> thought was like. If you were put into a wood chipper feet first and it just kept pulling you in, you would uh, know, right? Okay, that, that I don't seg- want that, that to happen. To, that segues yeah. to something that happens in this well, film. Well, no, a lot of this happens in a, in the film. It's like... Why wasn't there wood chipper in this film, though? That would have been Well, good. Fargo already did it. Yeah. So, well, And my mom immediately after said that, is, my mom goes, oh, like Fargo? There and I was is like, subtle oh, hints to things that happen yeah. off screen that... <laughs> You know, like a lawnmower, yeah. you know, things like that. So, ladies and gentlemen, with a budget of $10 million and a gross of $7.4 million, with one person through a windshield, one homicidal electric meat carver, one arcade electrocution, one projectile soda can to the skull, one steamroller flattening, three people run over by trucks, five explosions, five people killed by light machine gun fire, 19 deaths in total and one dog death nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards, including Worst Director for Stephen King and Worst Actor for Emilio Estevez, but both losing out to Prince in Under the Cherry Moon with a 5.4 on IMDb, a 24 Metascore and a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 1986 Maximum Overdrive. Let's Let's drop drop some bombs. Attention, please. This is not a drill. This is a nuclear emergency. We mutated. And my wheelchair is illogically mutated, too. And I think I can feel my legs. April Fool, I got duck rape. What do we have to be afraid of? I'm Papa, the film. This machine just called me an asshole. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Welcome to Bonsoir Stop. I'm still just we're, laughing. We're fucking corny. <laughs> I, I was like, I know what he's going to say, so I'll mimic him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bounce Away, the only podcast projected inside a projected... Uh, in, uh, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. One day we'll project inside the projection booth ourselves. But my name is Jonathan Young. Joining me in the studio, as always, is... Another load of joy... 
Oh! Slash the vibrator that probably killed someone via orgasm that they didn't really show on screen. Jarrett Cypher. You are going hard into this. Oh, okay. I've been hard going into this. <laughs> so um, You were, like, we... Uh, this I already feel the energy on this one. Yeah. Like we're on another level. There's right? a lot in this movie that like they pick and choose, but at the same time, like I just want to know. Okay. Like one of my biggest concerns about this film, there are several cars that do not react to the whole electronics mm-hmm. killing you. Okay. But then so- at the same time, someone somehow manages to get strangled to death by a blow dryer uh, blow- and then stick their head out the wait, window. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> But there's a blow dryer, but then there's also like somebody whose ears bleed to death from a Sony from Walkman. Music. Yeah. <laughs> so I am 100% confident that I am the it's vibrator like, that can't killed someone. I listen to yeah. any more ACDC. Yeah. Who made who? I don't know. You're killing me. Ah. Like, it's fine. Whatever. No, no, no. Okay. I did. I do love this film. I am very surprised. Um. So Stephen King is the author Stephen King author. This is like the only movie based on a short story called trucks. He, this is his only uh, book or story to film adaptation that he actually directed. And he was coked out of his mind for all of it. He He was was doing so much blood. He also has gone on record. And I quote the moron. Yes. The moron. Yes. It's a moron movie. Yeah. Right. Um, Stephen King, uh, being a former cocaine addict, later admitted that he was, quote, coked out of my mind the entire time he was making this picture and often didn't know what he was doing. He remarked that he'd like to try directing again someday, this time sober, right? And when asked why he hasn't directed a movie since Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King responded, just watch Maximum Overdrive. Which is a sad thing because I don't think actually that Maximum Overdrive is like the worst thing. It had no, no, a lot no, no, of no. holes. You're absolutely but right. I do think, I don't know. I after watching it, the only thing I could think of was we need a modern version. That's what I was because thinking because technology too. has come so far that like yeah, technology can do a bunch more. But like, right? Can you imagine? Fix like, the plot holes, make everything now. that can yeah. be killer. You know, killer. like or. I don't know. Don't just make it that you touch a, a freaking uh, so pinball machine and get electrocuted right. to death. And apparently Hypnotized. in what? the no. trucks short story, it's only trucks. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. But also he wrote Christine. But, remember Christine? I remember Christine, but Christine was only a car, right? Only that car. It was a devil car. But <laughs> didn't he also write one of his first big movies was about the – it was – uh, a Cujo, parent and Carrie? a child. No, no, it was a parent and a child. Uh-huh. They they cut off a semi truck, but then the driver of that semi truck like basically stalks them to death. Oh no, or no, like no, a no. Sales that's, guy. that's Duel, but that's not Sp- that's Spielberg actually. Spielberg, okay, because yeah. I am thinking of a Spielberg movie then, mm-hmm. because I was like, no, Spielberg kind of did something really yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. There was all the, uh, the whole eighties like trucks and yeah. you know like Mad Max and fuel and cars. I think part like... of it is because semi trucks actually do try to kill us, not intentionally, but like on the highway, especially in Southern California, they accidentally try and kill us a lot. Is that why everybody like needs to speed up? Past they speed the up, or they kind of hug to the lane that's not 
on the truck side. They're <laughs> like, right. okay, you might kill me. I'm going to drift over here. It's because of this movie. Well, yeah. It's just like, I can't, I, I don't want to be caught behind yeah. the green goblin. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, so uh, premise of this movie, and I wrote it down. It starts out with this outrageous title card that makes you read. I hate reading in movies. The title card basically it sums it up. It's the title card gives you like everything you need to know about how long it's all going to last. It's like Right? It basically you're like you're like by. okay, yeah. so I guess uh, this movie so it, it, we'll just read it out and then we'll comment about it. Title card reads on June 19th, 1987 at 9:47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Earth passed into the extraordinary diffuse tail of Rhea M. A rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for the next eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. Which makes you go, I guess I know when when this yeah. is going to end. Like, it's not like it, it's not like the zombie apocalypse where you're like, oh, my yeah. God, how are they going to find a cure? You're like, uh, right off the bat, you're like. You got eight days. Yeah, you know? I just I hate how specific it is. I really do wish it was like they're in the tail of this comet. But then at the very end of the movie, we also get some another interesting thing that it kind of like changes with the everything, whole thing, right? But I also don't like a movie that starts with the title card and then ends with the title card. It's like, it... but the title cards don't even make they don't say the same thing. That's no, the thing. but just meaning like the I don't like a movie that like is like we need to make a title card to establish our film because we didn't do a good job directing and establishing the film. Oh, you mean like Star Wars? No, that's different. It is different, honestly. What I'm meaning that there's past history that needs it. What we're talking about is establishment. This is a this is a title yeah. card that is establishing something that you could have possibly shown or or done over the radio or anything. We're not talking about like like Star Wars. No, Star Wars is saying like hey, it's been like 40 years of civil war and shit like that. Like it's it's I know what you're saying. Could have done in the radio it, broadcast though. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars yeah. uh, FM radio. No, I I just I like to say that like title cards are just a cheap way out of not wanting to actually Figure out a scene that could just easily get everyone on board to where they are. It's my thing. Especially when the film then is like, by the end, gives you another title card. Which I only like title cards at the end of films when they're like kind of a biopic-esque and they're like this is what happened after what you just saw like but instead the I title card at the end of this it does um this is what also was happening at the exact same time and you're like so everything that was happening at the exact same time just and also all speculations completely done it, right it ruined everything all speculations else. everything that characters were possibly speculating and everything like that could have left this open-ended yeah. and open for interpretation nah <laughs> That's um, the kind of thing we're talking so about. So let's get started then. Um, our very first scene, we get a full hellish four minutes establishment of a bridge. And you're sitting oh, wait, there. Wait, wait, the... wait, wait. ATM, man. Oh, You forgot yeah, the, the ATM. ATM. So, which I like to yeah. imagine that it's not actually. So it, the, the first ATM shot of the movie. Like a throwaway scene, though. It did, but it's so good. The first shot of the movie 
has a like LED sign above this bank, right? It's like a First National Bank or something, right? And it's like, welcome to First National, blah, blah, blah. And then it like switch over, it switches over and the sign's like, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. right? And, I, and then Stephen King in a cameo for the film is the guy at the ATM. Oh, with the Coke bottle glasses. Yes. Yeah. And the ATM is like, Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you know, like asshole, asshole, and it asshole. It keeps repeating, right? yeah. And he's like, This machine just called me an asshole, which is the sound bite we used uh in the theme song. Yeah. Right? But what I think is funny here is that like I like to imagine that this has nothing to do with what's going on. It's the disgruntled worker who's like, I figured out how to put yeah. fuck you on the LED board. You know? It it kind of it, it's confusing because this is the level of this movie where you're like, um, there's a lot of machines that actually do kind of be affected by this comet and or UFO. But like, I'm going to spoil it. Like, there's also a UFO. Like, there's a bunch of random, random yeah. shit going on, right? But there's a lot of machines that, like, I guess don't get to participate in the killing of things. Yeah. Right? We're like, mm, I'm a clock. Like, because there's a clock that spins Man. backwards. Like, yeah. I'm just going to fuck up with people's time. Yeah. <laughs> like, or the... um, I'm going to daylight savings everyone today. <laughs> You're going to be late. Yeah. Um, Or the, what is it, the the drive through menu that's like, humans here, humans, humans here. here. Hey, humans hey, here. hey, I'm doing something for the cause, yeah. guys. You know, like, there's a lot of robots that are like, or, or me- mechanical things yeah. that are like... Oh, I don't have legs. I don't have wheels. What am I going to do? You know, that's yeah. how I feel about, like, all the arcade machines when they go off. They're yeah. like, um, um, there's... Well, uh, <laughs> we'll get to them. <laughs> um, right. So an ATM, it it just, just tells the guy over. It, it basically it, tells yeah. Stephen King to fuck off, which we all want to by the end of this movie. And it, like, transitions away, and all of a sudden we get, like, a bridge. This is and it's, so stupid. It's 100... I know, it's the stupidest scene. It, like... You can clearly like tell within the first 10 seconds that they're establishing that this is a bridge that is automatically going to raise up. But then we get like four more minutes of them establishing that this is a bridge that's going to raise up. And we even get images of the people on the inside and we get images of like the control center. And like after they show the control center and the switches change, we even get still like 30 more seconds of the bridge doing nothing, which is like, we know it's going to move at this point. Yeah, and just then it get starts it over raising with. up. It, and it's the most over dramatic thing. Like someone flies in the water, which like, yeah, there's a gap they could fall in through, but like, yeah, but he slides down the raise. Yes. And then, so slides I had a, into a gap. I had a problem with that too. So okay. there is a gap at the bottom of the bridge. So where like, the bridge and the main road. So the main road isn't going to move, but the bridge is going to go down. A little so bit, I guess, there is going right? to create a small gap. But they make it seem like that guy's going to fall into the water and be, like, obliterated. But, like, he's fine. No, everybody just yeah. falls into the water yeah. if they're going to fall into the water. Yeah. It's it's maybe a two-story bridge. Yeah. At tops. So, but then, like, they do these things where it's, like, a car slides backwards and hits another car at, like, five miles per hour. No, 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 but no. But a woman is... Flies through the windshield. Some cars, are, like and they're this, speeding. This happens, it looks like they're speeding. Yeah, th- some some cars are actually ramming other cars. Like, yeah, because this happens also with the Bible salesman, where I fi- the Happy Toys truck or later on is like 
pretty much standing still when it's supposed to be like ramming him and he runs into the truck instead yeah you know and so the same thing is happening here where you have a bunch of cars and they're definitely within their own acceleration running yeah. into each other they're not sliding down no yeah it's it's well stupid. the one i'm talking about is the lady like you definitely see a car oh, I know. slide like, and like... hit something and she is like at five miles per hour projectile through the <laughs> windshield of a car like not needed at all nope. and that's just kind of like this establishment of this like and there's like a watermelon truck for no yeah, reason that's just throwing watermelons left and right and people are like ah <laughs> oh, watermelon landed on my um my my moon roof like how did that happen and that's about it yeah there's just watermelons all over the place and i don't know like i wrote in my notes i go Everybody on that bridge was just stupid and yep. deserved to die. Yeah. <laughs> they all should have politely, like, tooted their horn twice and started backing up. And, That's it. Or if you can't back up in time, just get, get out of your out. car like, and it go. Just, it was dumb. I was yeah. like, a bridge took you guys all out? Like, yeah. it's just stupid. Yeah. Okay? Because there's better ways during this tragedy to die. Right? And then... So after the bridge scene, do we go immediately to the, the Dixie? truck stop? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, and this is where we have like the whole like get in here. I'm gonna make you work, but right. not on the clock. So and it's Emilio just Estevez like, That's is our lead character. The Estevez uh, is right. His name is Bill, or some people call him Billy, and he is a convict uh, that is not on parole, really. and that doesn't apply to the movie whatsoever. Other than the fact that he kind of can't leave his workstation yeah. when shit goes down. That's it, right? But nobody else is leaving their workstation in this film or leaving the truck stop at all. Yeah. So giving him... He's in the middle of cooking, too. And the guy's like, get away. And he's like, I, I gotta got make eggs sure my on. eggs don't overcook. I got eggs on. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> like no, nah, it's fine. Leave them. Yeah. Meanwhile, when he gets back to that grill or like when you see the grill next, it's just full of debris. Yeah. Like food debris. Full of food debris. But there's like the order lady. She's um, she's trying to cook it. And then we start getting our little instances of the machines going haywire. So there's like a cordless like turkey or ham carver. Yes. Like and it's like turning on and slowly turning towards her. Yeah. And it slowly, like, slices into her arm, and instead of, like, pulling away and being like, oh, ow, she, like, pushes it up into the blades to be like, whoa, oh, no, ow, 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 and it falls to the floor, and then it turns on again and starts slicing into the side of her foot somehow, like, it's one of those things where it's just dumb. It's like, just take two steps back, it won't get you. Okay. She also falls onto the grill at some point, and I was like, that would burn her arm. Yeah. But, like, they clearly, like... You know 100% that during the filming of this, she's supposed to fall on the grill, or she, like, fell on the grill, and they're like, don't do that because it'll burn you. There's a cut scene where but... somebody else who's rescuing her gets his finger cut off by it while trying to save her. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cut shit. Yeah. Um, but, so we start getting established like that, and, like, what what I think is funny in this film is that, like like you said, there are... Uh, the main protagonists are trucks. Yeah. Right? Like, we see trucks start coming to life and running people over and stuff like that. But they're, like, we're talking about there are multiple things and machines in this film that come to life and kill people. But then 
I don't know. Like they, they're like killed somebody. I did my job. Done. Yeah. Like, just stop existing or whatever. And then there's other things that the power itself seems to be alive because it just kicks on when it needs to to like restore the power for the gas pumps like later in the movie. Uh, but you start questioning. You're like, what is the motivation? Yeah. Of the whatever is doing this, right? See, and the only time in this movie that we get any kind of motivation, it comes and it's basically, this is kind of later in the film, but it's basically like, feed us oil and we won't feed kill us you. Gas. Gas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gas, oil, tomatoes, yeah. Maintain tomato. us. Yeah. It's like, make sure we don't die. Because we know who made yeah. who. <laughs> make sure we don't die. We won't kill you. And then right? they kind of do. Because, but it is weird because it's like, well, why do you keep killing us? Right. If you need us, us, why do you kill us? Exactly. Right? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And what also doesn't make any sense, and we're going to put it, like, we've, we've already explained it, is that, like, it would make more sense if the things that were sentient were mobile and yeah. could sustain themselves. What we're talking about now, and, and that's where we're going into, like, the arcade room, the game room. Right. All the pinball machines, all the arcade machines start going off. Then a cigarette machine is like, here's all free cigarettes. Please. Smoking kills, too. I want to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, that's what I imagine. Like, the cigarette machine is. But like, it also I felt like this whole scene was a little bit racist. You you do? Yeah. OK. Hey, someone's stealing cigarettes and coins. Make is it, it be like one of two black guys in there. Guys, is it stealing? Uh, go ahead and write to us. Uh, is it stealing? If a machine spits out its contents. <laughs> uh, in this time and age, I think it was, yeah. Is it stealing? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Jared, if if a if a Coke machine spilt out an extra Coke or, or a chip machine, let's do that because I wouldn't drink two Cokes in a row. Yeah. Um, if, a, if a chip machine was like, Here's a chip, and then like it spiraled out like a Snickers bar, or whatever you like. You know, would you be like, "Oh, bonus"? Yeah, but it's also not. So it's money. not racist, right? And cigarettes were expensive at any time. I'm just saying that, like, one of two black people in this film, one of them immediately they have steal and then get murdered. <laughs> That's true. So he's not the first person to die, but unless he is one nobody of two on the bridge Americans, yeah. That they just murder. And yeah. I'm like, you're well, the South other Carolina. There yeah. are more than two. Yeah. But there's also racist there Representation. Already. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there is a, there is a uh, Confederate flag in this film. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, on the it's... billboard that the bulldozer rams right. over. Uh, so... <laughs> nice nice ball field, by the way. Yeah. Is the, like... Well, that's where we're at now, too. We're at the ball field. Yeah. So the black guy dies by electrocution uh, of the... the game hypnotizes him. Yeah. Yeah, no, the game is hypnotizing him using the same symbols that, like, Bill Murray uses in Ghostbusters. Yes! <laughs> I immediately thought the of you. The clairvoyant stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, a couple of lines. That he gets lines. all wrong. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> right? I'm sorry, it's just not your lucky day. I feel so bad for the guy that they gypped out of that. The guy was like getting everything right. And I was yeah. like, God, Bill, come on. Right? It was, it was yeah. Bill Murray being the asshole in that yeah, scene, Yeah, right? because yeah, because he was just trying to impress the girl. He wanted some V. Yeah, yeah. He for his totally pee. wanted some yeah. V. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get to this next scene on the baseball field. And, of course, it's like they win. The guy, the dad of the team is like, I'm going to buy you sodas. Can I ask you something? Backtracking for a second before we move on. I thought it was. Have you ever seen Yellow Electricity? (laughs) (laughs) Because the black guy dies via yellow electricity. The electricity was like, yellow, I'm here. (laughs) Right? But I just, I like to imagine the personalities of all these machines. Yeah. Where like, they're like, yay, somebody was in the game room. Guys, we're alive and we got the kill. But I love also like, the pinball machine was like, I'm hitting all my balls. Explosion. (laughs) Like, it just, like, blew itself up. I was like, God, right. you got too excited that you like, just killed yourself. Another game's like, hey, over here, do you have seizures? Yeah. I can help. Do you like asteroids? <laughs> that's how no? I felt. No? Dang how I, it. That's how I felt about the cigarette machine. Hey. You want to play the Simpsons fighting game? <laughs> Ooh. No? Um, well, Bart has a skateboard as a weapon. Bart like, that's uses it. a yeah. vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't out yet. 42, 48. There's a, an arcade bar in downtown in L.A. called oh, 42 or 48. Bar 82. Bar 82, yeah. that's it. Because they have 82. Or 85. <laughs> I know, we don't know the numbers, but they have that many pinball machines. Yeah, but they yeah. have the Simpsons game there. They do. And they also have the six or eight player X-Men Yes, yeah. So good. Yep. I went there once and. And they have Street Fighter projected. Like whatever you're playing, yeah. like they have uh, used a video out and that's projected. Uh, up on the ceiling yes. too. I went there once and they were like Bring your own cash. Five though. yeah, <laughs> cash, bring cash. There were like five tourists in front of me ordering at the bar. They each order like specific drinks like off the menu, but like at a very terrible pace. And the guy behind the bar was so irritated that by the time I got up, I was like, hi, I just need two hard ciders. They were Hawthorne hard ciders. They were mm-hmm. in like tall boy cans. And yeah. he like handed me to him and he was like Thank you for being nice. Thank you for being patient. I know they took a while. And I was like, okay, how much do I owe you? And he's like, you don't owe me anything. You were just there. You were nice. You were polite. Take them. And I was like, well, everything I was going to pay. No, I still had cash on me at that point. But I was like, everything I was going to pay, like, is immediately a tip towards you. Yeah. Because I was like, God damn, he's nice. But that's a great bar to go to. Yeah. No, I recommend. I think it's. 82. 82. 82 or 84. Something like that sounds correct. It's the number of pinball machines they have. Because they have a room no, that is just. No, they don't have the 82 pinball machines there. Well, the number is for pinball machines, though. No, I it's... thought it was just for the year when that became. Maybe. Big. It's one of those two. I'm like, it's definitely. There, there are 20 pinball yeah. machines tops. <laughs> well, they have a full <laughs> like, room dedicated to, to pinball machines, pinball. and then they have a full room dedicated to, like, classic arcades, like Dig all Dug, together. all of it. It's yeah. so good. I loved it, though. No, no, yeah. no. It's great. Um, so. Baseball game. We get to the baseball yes. game. They win. The Coke machine is like shooting cans out and it's like killing the coach. Hits him in the crotch, like, haha, funny. Then it hits him in like the gut and he's like, ow. And then like a Coke flies out and like punctures his skull. Yes. And then apparently it also kills two kids in the background because yeah. they're laying on the ground. So it starts like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Like all the kids that are watching their coach get killed. Which like soda machines don't have like. Here's the belt that 
feeds the soda out. It's just like soda drops. Yeah. So I don't understand how it's like projectiling <laughs> sodas. Well, you know, some of the machines have decided to adapt. Yeah. The machines to their were like, sur- environment. we got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. We have nanobite yeah. technology. You right? guys, it's a lot of things that weren't explained, yeah. but we're good here. Yeah. You know, because that's what it is. There's a lot of things that we're supposed to assume that this we're in the tail of this comet. Right. Which also that's a thing because, okay, let's just do it. Let's. Yeah. All right. What are your theories for this film? What is causing the machines to do what they're doing? Well, okay. So at the end, they're talking about a UFO that was actually causing us. But then there's a title card that says literally that um, we were in the tail end for the Russia took it out. Yeah, but Russia took it out with a. Uh, in quotations, weather satellite that also had nuke and and laser capabilities, right? So this brings up a lot of questions, right? And I just want to get to it now, like with the theories, because maybe it'll it'll help us get through the rest of it a little bit more. All right, give me one theory. What do you got? Um, it was the comet. I don't know. I think this is a very M. Night Shyamalan early film compared to The well, Happening. This is The Happening, yeah. This is The Happening, but with machines, 100%. So you, you say one is, it is the comet. Yeah. Right? So we are in the tail end of a comet, right? Yeah. Um, I'll see that. Uh, uh, maybe it's the first people from the Heaven's Gate cult. <laughs> This is what happens uh, to them. They go yeah. up into the comet and then they come back down and they drive yeah. the trucks as invisible people. You know, uh, no, for for reals, um, I think it is Russia themselves, Ooh. right? Because this is a problem with the movie is that the movie never goes outside of Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. It never really goes. This is happening all over the world. Like you don't even get a radio broadcast that really says that. Yeah. Right. So you don't know the locality or or the local like grasp of it versus global. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, here's a theory. The Russians did this to our machinery. Yeah. Right. And then came up with a story being like, we found a UFO, like, and we took it out, too. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Basically being like, uh, we sabotaged America. Because this was kind of during the whole, like, Cold War. Like, the 80s. And, like, Cold War was more, like, 70s into early 80s and stuff like that. But still, Russia is always a threat. It is right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so this was their first attempt at hacking. <laughs> they tried so hard right they're like we actually tried harder back in the 80s than we did now (laughs) right now we can only hack polls (laughs) now it's just twitter yeah (laughs) but uh that was my theory where i was like oh russia did this to us because it's never said that it happened worldwide like if you watch the walking dead for example like that's that's a that's a show that never needed to really establish that it was a worldwide episode epidemic yeah but it by its sixth episode they went to the cdc and was like hey like paris was the last cdc we ever heard from and then they went down 30 days ago kind wow. of thing, right so they were they established that like we're fucked on a global basis right 
this never happens. I don't know if it's just happening to Wilmington alone. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Well, there are, like, the radio broadcasts. Yeah, but the radio broadcasts yeah. are just, like, stay, in, stay off the roads. Stay off the, like, stay I'm up like, the major highways. Right, yeah. but that could be a local radio broadcast. You never True. know. Yeah. Right? So, back to the ball game, right? There is one kid who is immediately, you're like, oh, he's going to be important, yeah. right? He's the survivor kid, Deke. and he manages to avoid Dick? I thought it was Deke. Dick. No, it's Deke. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's Deke. So Deke. Just projecting my own thing. <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought it was Deke. I thought I was it was like, Dyke. God, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deke escapes the soda machine only to have a steamroller. <laughs> Uh, smash through the the baseball field scoreboard, right? Yeah. Did you see the steering wheel fall off of it? By the way. Yes. Yeah. It just like just it plows through the board. The steering wheel falls off, and then in the next shot, the steering wheel's back on. Yeah. And there's a kid who I guess fell over on his bicycle. That's not Deke. Just completely smashed. Just rolls Which right. Apparently, over. they put like a Ziploc baggie full of blood underneath, like and in front of the steamroller. And the original intent, yeah. was that like, oh, the steamroller is just gonna roll over the blood and then, and then leave then the like smear, blood trails, right? like you run over something right. in your car, and like you run over a bucket of paint, and it mm-hmm. keeps leaving stains. But it like exploded blood everywhere, and they're like, let's use it. But then, As of course, the FCC was instead. like, no. Right. Now, so they reshot there it. There are uncut versions of yeah. that. Somewhere. I would love to see it. Right? I would love more gore from this. That's a big problem with this film. Yeah. Is that if because I was going to ask that too. Like I have it in my notes of when to ask. Like when I started asking it as I watched yeah. it. But we'll just go for it. Go it's like, do no. What's the who is this film for? Yeah. What's the intent? I think like, this film is for. A mature audience, but it's also not for, like, children. I but I don't it, think it's for a gore audience. I think it's purposely trying to have fun. Yeah. But oh, yeah. forgets that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I I think it was always intended to be a B-movie, yeah. honestly. But I think it always forgets that yeah. halfway through. Like, there, there'll be scenes where people are emotionally trying to, like overact and you're like yeah. no just stop just please well there i think part of this movie's concern or this problems the the movie's problem is there are multiple stories that they are trying to tie in as they get these people to the truck stop yes. which i think we kind of need dixie to cover boy, right? yeah the yeah. dixie boy so the child the child goes through a journey of um Going from the baseball game to this Dixie boy to find where his dad is. This is an insane journey. Yeah. So okay. this child, like, first goes through his own neighborhood, I guess. This is where, okay. Do sprinklers have mechanics? No. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, let me, I'll, I'll cover this because I, I thought about this. Yes. So sprinklers. In-ground sprinklers, I think, would have more of an option because I have a legit... <laughs> we have options, yeah, guys. No. We can sprinkle if we want if, to. Um, so yeah. in-ground sprinklers that are established in um, in my room, I live in a detached garage from the rest of the house, and they're my roommates. Oh, in-ground, like the yeah. pop-up style? Like yeah, they pop-up, yeah. Oh, that's not what we're talking about here. No, I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm establishing. Okay. 
And so these pop-up styles pop out of the ground. They do have an electronic control box, so they could react. They yes. could do something. Yes. They could literally pop up, make their water spray out of a certain area, and drown you. Whatever. Like, that's <laughs> what could happen. I mean, in- It's in what the, could happen okay, in this because, universe, yeah, right? Uh, it could. But <laughs> he's driving his bike down a road, and it's the generic, like- this is not the, it's the fountain. Not that kind. No. But it's the fountain yeah. like back and forth. Which it's I don't even know back, how that forth, fountain, works like a own. nice spray out. It looks like harp chords. We used back to dive forth. through it as yeah. kids on the front lawn. You jump over like, it. Oh, yeah. It's like a force field. Yeah. And so like he keeps passing them. And they keep turning on. And then he stops and he turns around to look at them. And they all turn off. And it's like, but. Yeah. But then he keeps going. And he interacts with, like, he sees people dead everywhere. Okay. Someone has a blow dryer at one point. Someone has a blow and dryer. And like, ran around their neck and strangled them with blood and then put them out of the window. I don't no, get it. No, I think, okay, blow dryer, real talk, I think the blow, because her face is, like, super red, It too. wasn't. No, I it looked, was. I looked. It wasn't. The blow dryer also, the cord of the blow dryer no, was around, around her, her neck. neck. You're absolutely The blow right. dryer strangled well, her. Guys, this is your chance to prove me wrong yeah. again. The blow dryer strangled her but 100%. I, I thought... It, it didn't. I thought that... Whatever you say, it, it didn't. It wrapped around her neck because she probably was fighting it. No. <laughs> Why would she go out of the window? I, well, that part is... But also, like, how did she get that far from an electronic source... That's the bathroom that she dipped out of. I don't know. No, that was a bedroom placement. Well, we're talking about a movie in which I just, what this he whole also movie is sees a, a cords of electronics what, not making sense. What he also sees in this moment is that there is a toy police car that is stuffed inside the mouth of a dog. It killed the dog. <laughs> How did this happen? The RC car killed the dog. <laughs> How favorite. did it? Get stuffed inside the dog's mouth. Yeah. But also, I love... Um, so, when the kid is riding away from the baseball game, there's a kid, the one that gets crushed by the steamroller. He gets on his bike, but it looks like the bike fails. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, my bike. And it looked like that also was part of the like machine's failing. And then he got crushed. Yeah. Which I was like, wow, what does this comment affect? <laughs> like simple the, mechanics well, or electronic mechanics? Go back to the sprinklers because yeah. what we haven't mentioned about them is that there is no mechanics. It's just water. And that would be like the hydroelectronic plant sending water through Maybe. to control it. But that would be such a far stretch. Right. Because – and this is what the movie never establishes is like what is the sentient yeah. nature of the things because – um we're we're about to get introduced to Curtis and Connie, who are newlyweds, and they're driving a car that never becomes sentient. Well, before Curtis and Connie, we have the Drifter and the Bible salesman. Yeah, and they're in a car that never becomes sentient yeah. either. And uh, as as we go on, there's multiple things that could take people out if, um, um, uh, if 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 we're talking about a film that. The power kicks on and off. The power could just electrocute people. Like, there is no rhyme or reason to what comes, like, alive yeah. and what doesn't, right? There are cars on the side of the road that are abandoned and rusted out that headlights come on and yeah. off as you pass well, it by. it reminds me of um, The Happening. It's It doesn't matter who the wind picks. The wind picks someone. Yeah. But even if the wind blows past you and if you got a good conscience, you won't kill yourself. Like that's what it is. I guess. Picking and choosing. Yeah, but but we're talking in the happening. 
the wind is a factor. So you could say that the scent like maybe rose and fell yeah. and it got into one person's nostrils and they breathed it in versus another. Yeah. This is an entire like when it's nighttime, you see a green haze over the entire sky of this entire film. But the same thing can be said is maybe the green haze has sections that's not being blown around by wind, not affecting certain cars. It's a movie that begs to be explained. Bitch, yes. But can't be. Yeah. Right? Well, so then our, our different uh, stories that get tied into this um we've got the drifter the drifter and the bible salesman the, yes. so the drifter is so in this car the bible salesman is trying to like her hit on blake. her blake mm-hmm. of course because all like sexy kind of like m- like well not you need totally, to make sure that like anybody a little bit androgynous sexy, yeah, yeah also is then taken down a peg <laughs> yeah right but um, she um she uh, well, she she's yeah, a, a hitchhiker, she, yes. and but she's already been picked up by somebody, and this is this creepy Bible salesman who is literally as he's trying to be like, "Don't bother with the radio. I've been trying it for thirty minutes, and she's trying." Like every she gets the message though, huh? She gets yeah, the message. Yeah, the me- it comes clear like a second later. I don't know how they do it. I how do they get a message out? They need machines. Well. That's the thing is maybe one radio station didn't have a problem. And that's it. This movie picks and chooses too much. Yeah. Instead of giving us a blanket, like all machines. And that's what would be terrifying if it's like we are stranded in a world where the things that we would probably use to solve this problem are all against us. Oh, yeah. No, no. We will use the same things that are against us to solve the problems when we need to. For instance, there is a sentient light machine gun in this film, but all the other weapons that they use are not alive. Yeah. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. It it whatever needs to justify the and plot like, happens. Yeah. The only justification for that machine gun is that it's attached to a car, but the car would not have any auto control over that gun. No, because it's just on a swivel pole. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. Sorry guys, we're jumping. So there's just so much happening at the same time to where it's like it's hard to jump around between multiple stories. Right. So so some things that I need to like I think that like are in this moment of the film, but like like kind of get forgotten forgotten about is that there um, there is kind of a lead truck. Right. Which is the um, the happy toys truck. Yeah. Right. It has a. Marvel Green Goblin like comic looking face on it. Like if you know the Green Goblin from the Marvel comic books, which has been restored and you can see today. Absolutely, it's yeah. on tour. Um, uh, he goes to a lot of horror and comic con, and he built it out of the burnt version the original, that gets exploded yeah. by the end of the movie. He recovered right? the burnt. Uh, remnants of right? Which the I'm original. like, why don't you just fabricate a brand new one at that point? Like that thing is like, have you seen the side by side comparison? No. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, um, yeah. Like I'll put it on Instagram for those who are curious. But Please it's do. literally the the eye sockets and the eyebrows. Nothing from the like that that down. Oh, yeah, that like the cheekbones down. Yeah. All done. Right. And he restored it from that. I'm like. I guess you're like, well, congratulations that we're still seeing something that is partially the original. But yeah. it's like at that point. You, I, I could have made one and yeah. fabricated it, and I've been like, it's the original. doesn't matter, right? But kudos to you, I guess. Um, but the Happy Toys truck, which has the tagline that you use in the beginning, which is... 
Oh gosh. Um it's another load of joy. Here comes another load of joy, right? Which every load I give is joy. So this um this truck pulls up and is not sentient yet. It seems because it's yeah. being driven by a man that goes into the the the, the, the Dixie Boy. You just backpedaled so hard. No, no, because that's um. Uh, but while the truck is being filled up, um, the gas tank is like exactly. No, but the gas tank isn't controlled by electronics because you would never have a gas tank controlled by electronics because a spark of electricity connected to Ooh. something that is gasoline. But it's no. I don't think it's all electronics. I think it's all mechanical. But the sprinklers blows that all out of the water anyway. So, but I thought it was all anything that had mechanical working gears or parts. No. <laughs> he just ran out the room. Like, but am I wrong? It I seems like that's what it is. I No, because I think anything with mechanical working parts, that would also I would include, love it to be more electronic only. But hold on. Anything with simple mechanics, like anything mechanical would equal simple mechanic parts. Why I think it would have to be electronic mechanical, because mechanical parts are literally like you put a goddamn so, like uh, a stick between I mean, two objects trying to push one up. That's mechanics. Yeah, I know. And you just made it out of a it's stick. Confusing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, wait, gas pumps. I mean, current gas pumps are electrical. Right. Mm. There's there's definitely electronic parts in a current gas pump. Somewhere, LED yeah. screens like in but in this time maybe still uh, what are the gas pumps at work? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> um we're getting too deep. It's not that deep. Yeah. I had an ex be like, "So you think that you like don't do this because of this?" And I was like, it's literally just because I don't like smiling. Yeah. It's not that deep. I turn to them and I go, it's not that but deep. But this it and I never talk why to them this is important that it's deep yeah. is because well, I mean, we could it's weird because I think the sprinklers is the best like sprinklers yeah. is the I got to find another word for this. It's the trump of the thing. It yeah. trumps all other like if you're going Be why doesn't know. this happen? Why doesn't this happen? And you could just go sprinklers, bitch, yeah. right? Cuz sprinklers are the thing where it's like that's a valve yeah. on the side of a house attached to a hose and the water pushes through it and then it just does its thing. Yeah. Right. So sprinklers is the one where it doesn't make any sense. Even the gas pump. We could go. Is it electric? Is it not? Uh, those who watch the movie. I don't know. Let us know. How yeah. about that? So moving on, the gas pump shuts itself off. The guy c pumping the gas is like, what's going on? Let me look inside the nozzle. It's see if like it's clogged up. It's like when your gun up. is lodged and you look in like the oh, barrel yeah, of wouldn't gun you? and it goes off in your face. Right. The only time I look in a gun when it's about to go off in my face it's during personal time. Oh. <laughs> um, and why I needed the two... Semen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not revealed now. But I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's not revealed immediately, but why I needed to mention it is the Deke, the little boy at the baseball field, this is his father. Yeah. Um, and his dad's panicking this entire time. Like, I gotta find my son. Right. But... Um, so he's blinded by the gasoline and the light <laughs> wrapped up like a deuce. Oh, not a douche. Night. I thought it was deuce, not douche. 
I, I, but that's deuce. the, that's the big debate. I was He's, like, am I hearing douche? It's a deuce. Wrapped up like a douche? Like a deuce. Yeah. I know. No, I know. But like, you know, you've heard the song. He and was be blinded like, Is it by the light. Wrapped up like a don- uh, runner. In the, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Why are you re-explaining it? I already got the joke. Like I was going on to the, you know, Tony Danza thing. You know? Only closer, Tiny Danza. Tony Danza, yeah. Tiny Dancer. Tony Danza. Tinier Danza. No, it's Tony. Tiny Dancer. Tony. Why would Tony Danza hold me closer? Because he's the boss. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> I wish he did. I would. Didn't hold me close enough. I. I don't, I'm not sure if you know I'm serious or not. No, I know. You're okay. Not <laughs> I'm like I do know the song. Hello, I love uh, Almost Famous. <laughs> this is Jared, and this has been uh, our recording of Off the Rails. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Right, which works because it's you yeah. know the trains probably were sentient too. Yeah, which is another thing. This movie doesn't I explore. Trains were actually going to save them because the trains are run off of coals. Oh no! Well, electric, electric, and diesel were were existent at that point too, though. But also, like if you have a coal running train. Yeah, that could save the day. They got sailboats. Is it Thomas just shows up like, hey, guys, burp, burp. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, so we never went into this either, is that, like, we have another theory about this that we both agree on, that this movie what? is just the prequel to Cars. <laughs> <laughs> you got so excited you choked. <laughs> Yes, I wrote it in my notes. I think I just busted the mic. Yeah. And all the sound. This no, movie. I, I, at one point, through it, I was like, well, this is just the prequel of the Cars. Yeah. This is what established Cars because, like, without this movie, Cars would not have existed. Yeah. Right? And this is this is that break in Pixar. No, because Cars. Because they always, like, there's the whole Pixar universe, right? Air quotes and timeline. Well, I've and always shit. complained about Cars. I said, Cars doesn't make any sense because. Um, when you look at Pixar movies prior, it's like here's toys. Toys is the story. Toy Story is the is the story of toys who live in a human <gasps> world. What? Do you want me to just continue and see where I Sorry, go with this? Toys with Robin Williams. Oh no, no, not that one. <laughs> no, no, that's the establishment. Of and then Toy they story? eventually they create sentiment toys in toys mm. with Robin Williams. Toys and in, then it, toys on, in toys up, are not shut sentient. Up, shut up. But they make toys that are sentient, but then it No, they don't. No, but this is what I'm saying. Oh, they finally on, get to listen it. Listen and shut up. Sorry. Well, shut up then listen is what I meant. Well, just shut but, up in general. Um, And then it becomes, uh, they focus their stuff a little bit, and they go on to cars, <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, we created this. And, and you, then- Hey, Bill, they, did you focus your stuff this week? But then they focus <laughs> on toys again, and it becomes small soldiers. Oh, shit. And then eventually the cars come back and take over, and it becomes toys and Toy Story uh-huh. so, and all cars. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I just love Pixar. Okay. So basically Pixar's kind of MO is like, yeah. here's Toy Story. Here's the story yeah. of like what what what's it like to be a toy in the human world, you know? Here's Bug's Life. What's it like to be a bug in the human world, We kill right? everyone. What's, what's another yeah. example? Like there's more. Here's Inside Out. Here's it like to be emotions uh, in the human world world right like that's the trend right but then you have cars and cars is like it's not what's it like to be a car in the human world it's It's, like what's it like to be a car that's alive yeah (laughs) what's it like to be a car that's a human yeah 
right? That's what's going on because they use the bathroom. They they have they a do. car pope. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So there's a car religion. Sarge in the movie talks about like wars. So there was a car war. Was this the car war <laughs> that they speak of? Like the cars are sentient, but cars would not exist without humans. This yeah. is what confuses me about the cars universe is cars – would not exist because they have doors and they serve purposes that only oh, car- yeah. cars get inside sentient planes. They get inside other living beings to fly around the world or or the big red. They get inside other living things. So it's I not do that. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. But you know, yeah. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, sex. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, but. <laughs> It just it's frustrating. It's always what's frustrated frustrated me about the Cars yeah. universe is that there are uh, multiple things that don't make sense about the Cars universe. But they would make sense if Maximum Overdrive right. was the prequel. See, I also think though that Maximum Overdrive needs to be revisited because I think in today's society, um, all of our technology and all of that stuff needs to. Uh, it really needs to be revisited but also at this point we just have like so much shit going on because we have multiple stories between the kid trying to to the dixie boy diner yes we have the married couple that's just trying to find a safe haven we have you the drifter even really going there but it doesn't it's, matter yeah but it, it doesn't exactly it doesn't matter like people keep ending up at the diner even when the diner has a Full cast of characters. <laughs> As a full cast of character, and the entire diner is already surrounded by trucks. Yes. They're like driving in a circle, yeah. which also we doesn't make any truck. sense. Yeah, because the truck itself, um, all the all the trucks, yeah, they um, are driving in a circle already. At this point, they're yeah, they're encompassing everything. At this point, like two eight five. I don't know. It really doesn't. How many a, people were there? Like, no, I was gonna say died. Oh, oh, like at this people point. die and they just toss them in the basement and they're like, we don't need to worry. They don't even introduce the people that have died. No, like they just let it happen. And then um, at this point, the main concern is getting everyone that is outside of the diner into the right. diner. But then once everyone's in the diner, their main concern is getting out of the diner. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, Bible salesman and Blake the drift, the hitchhiker have uh, shown up, uh, they, and they showed up to the diner prior to things starting to go wonky at the diner. Yeah. Right? Uh, but you also have Curtis and Connie, which is Yardley Smith. Yeah, from uh, Legend of Billy Jean coming back on the show. Uh, Yardley Smith, uh, if you don't are not familiar with her work, is the voice of Lisa Simpson, which everybody in the comments, uh, all the five star reviews and stuff, needs to point out. As if we do- like, I lo- once again love IMDb. As if like we don't have IMDb, and thank you for your reviewer. I never would have known. Like everybody's like. Yardley Smith, you know, of Simpsons fame. I'm like, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And there actually are, like, Simpsons times in this movie to where, like, one character even just, like, under his breath says, like, eat my shorts, which is a uh, uh, famous Bart oh, Simpson that's right. line. Right? 
which hadn't been out yet, like yeah. since it was eighty nine. Yeah. So like it still wasn't that. Uh, and Yardley Smith uh, has gone on record to say that she's embarrassed by this film. Oh, I feel okay. This is I think my they've thing. all gone on their own record, <laughs> like whether it be at Thanksgiving, like the year yeah. later, being like, "Mom, don't go see it." Well, my thing is, um, this film. Yeah, you can say it's embarrassing, but actually, it holds up pretty well. But also, all the Yardley rest Smith, of the Sheens um, don't like they they make fun of Emilio Yardley. You should actually be proud of what you've done because oh, yeah. of the Simpsons. Everything else should be seen as like extra work. What you've done on The Simpsons is amazing. You've you've established yourself. You've made your own brand, and you are known on you. That's amazing. Yeah. that's so hard to do. So I'm she, proud of you. I know. Own it. I I I I love her part in this. It's it's a I little bit over the everything. top, but everything's over that the is, top. Yardley Smith yeah. is over the top. Yeah. Just of how she is and how she acts, like even. Um, uh, compared to Billie Jean, it's kind of that same character, which it sounds bad being like, oh, you can only play one character. Head. Yeah, you can play one character. Yeah, maybe. But like the way Yardley Smith does it is like she can play any character as Yardley Smith. But what? Somebody's going to be like, it's Yardley. Yardley, Yardley. I'm just, I, I just, I have a lot of issues with pronunciation because I'm oh, from yeah. the Midwest. But she can say... She can be any character, and she can be very type for that character, but it is still her, which is very hard to do because, like, how do you play country, but how do you also play yourself? And that's how she does it in um, mm-hmm. Billie Jean. How do you play newlywed, but how do you play yourself? That is exactly, exactly what she does in this film. Yep. It's so she's such a good actress. And oh, I yeah, think it's she fun. gave up. I think she gave up too soon because Hollywood – I think Hollywood told her too much of like you don't have the face, you don't have like the like the voice is too irritating. When I think her voice is unique, I think her face is unique. I think it's something that we never got to see enough of in Hollywood. She's I a think, character actress yeah. that never got to be any yeah, more than char- Lisa as yeah, a character. Exactly, and I think like I think during the time that she was becoming famous wasn't during that, but now we've got shit people like Amy. What's her? fuck that doesn't actually do Schumer. anything yeah. Yeah, yeah god damn it like she's the example of what hey, your character should have been fat. now yeah exactly <laughs> but even then she's not fat like i think um right. i think um yardley yardley whatever you want to call her i think she could have been a better version of that had it had been her time sure no i love her to death. i agree i think I, she's I flawless agree. yeah She's amazing. Anyway, I, back to this film because we are. But very there are a lot of character actors in yeah. this film. Like yeah. every single person is a character yeah. actor. They're playing a trope, like from the bad, uh, the Dixie Boy, like manager, like no, the main he guy. Died He's like, right I, I have a cigar, right? Or you have like three or four of the truckers are overly misogynistic and yeah. they're like, "Hey, honey, why you gonna pour me a coffee?" And yep. right, and then you have the Bible salesman who is also like in his way a character actor because he's like a Bible salesman that's also like real handsy, like yeah. touching the hitchhiker girl, like he's sleazy, like which also goes with that that trope. So you have all these people coming together. Um, the trucks start getting a little wonky, uh, doing some things. Uh, Deke. Is being chased around, which is my favorite, is the ice cream truck. Yeah. Playing King of the Road, like, as a jingle. Loved it. 
Um, meanwhile, we have uh, the happy toy truck. Yeah. Right? It finally comes to life and decides it's going to uh, – the, the the things have already started happening. Like the arcade machines that we saw like earlier went wild, the knife, and they start listening to uh, news reports. And that Deke's father, the man who was blinded by gasoline, is like, I got to go find my son. Right? And they're like, you can't. You don't even know how many fingers I'm holding up. And he's like, it doesn't matter. So he goes out and stands in the middle of the road, and that's when – boom. The happy-go-lucky truck just runs him right over. And this is another thing. Every single time there's about to be a kill, ACDC lets you know. With this, like, gonna die! <laughs> with like, this, that's like, about it. chunk, 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 chunk! Yeah. Right? Like this, like, ACDC version of, like, Psycho. Like, re, re, yeah. re, right? Like, fuel-injected, like, gomp, gomp, gomp. And you're like, all right, somebody's about to get run over, I guess. Right? It's like... It comes first. It starts off with this bass, like boom, 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 and you're like, "Oh, here we go." You know what this movie remind me of? What? There was a late two thousands or early two thousands movie where they are all in a diner, and I want to say it's something that's apocalyptic with the angels. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I don't know. I saw it though. Okay, I know what we you're both talking saw about. It. Where where one it's very I Frankensteinish. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's one good angel and a bunch of like bad angels or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dennis Quaid's in that film, I think. God, Legion, that's what it reminds me Legion. Of. Legion. There yes. it is. So bad. Yeah, yeah. Very that's, much like uh, that. Coming up in two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very well. Like like. Let's yeah. add that one. Put it on the list because it's shit. Yeah, I Frankenstein, um, uh, the sequel. <laughs> it exactly, it's a mutation of I Frankenstein and yeah. this because it's they're stuck in a in a diner in a diner. The end of the world is coming. Every time someone tries to go outside, they just get evaporated, and there's angels there. I don't know. Yeah, and the whole movie ends though, like the world gets sucked up in the sky. But that's for another episode. Anyway, on this one, everyone is <laughs> trying to do things and blah. Okay, so that's about what I got. Um, the happy-go-lucky truck runs over him and then backs up into the Bible salesman's car, which forces the Bible salesman to be like, that son of a bitch just hit my car, not knowing that nobody's in it yet, right? Yeah. Comes out to confront whoever the driver is and then... Gets pushed into a ditch by a semi-truck but, front. Yeah, no, by the back. Oh, it, back it, it, it goes like, into reverse uh, and hits... Like, the Bible salesman, the actor must have, like, re- they were like, we're going to go real slow backing up, and you just run full force into the back of it, right? Yeah. So, like, you can see him run into the back instead of it being him standing yeah. still. That's another thing, though. Everybody in this film, when they're about to get run over, doesn't dive. Doesn't, they don't They're move. just like, ah! Or the other thing is they, like, they run exactly opposite of like where the truck is coming so the truck will hit them no matter what instead of like run five feet to the side and you're fine like shit everybody everybody's just as stupid as everybody on the bridge from the beginning so um after this now i'm kind of starting to feel like as they start getting trapped and like people start like 
kind of getting to know each other, but they're also like there's not enough character establishment for any of the things that are about to happen yeah. to really be justified. So Brett, the hitchhiker girl, right, the love interest, right, actually she starts becoming like, a love interest out of nowhere. Man, like, how are yeah. you? And right? they have the sexiest hug. Yeah, he's like, he's like, can Let's... I put my arm yeah. around you? He puts his arm around her, and they're like, we're gonna fuck. And then they hug it out. It's, it's so, so weird. Stupid. Okay, because in this moment, I'm like, I think she might be a bit crazy. Because she's yeah. like, she's like, you know, we're going to get through this. And then in the same like line, she goes from, we're going to get through this to, it's just so scary, <laughs> to uh, immediately like tears, then laughter in all the same 30 seconds, <sighs> right? To He goes, I'm going to put my arm around you if that's appropriate. Right, and she's like, "Sure," and then that's like, I was like, "Are you guys gonna make out?" Like, yeah. but we haven't been told that you should yet. Like, the movie didn't tell us as an yeah. audience that it was okay for them to fall yeah. for each other, right? And so they're kind of set, and then there's a we go back to Deke for a second, and there's a f- plane. This is where I started questioning. I was like, "What does this movie want out of us to feel?" Because there's a uh, a small like two seater plane that's flying yeah. overhead and it's playing the like, flight of the Valkyrie song like and you're like all right is this gonna play out no nope. yeah. <laughs> not at all but I don't know what it wants us to feel and this is where when you were saying that this movie deserves a remake it's for stuff like this where I'm like, why didn't we see like an opening yeah. montage of like planes taking over and crashing an entire bunch of people into the ground? Or is that too nine eleven for us now? Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. But trains taking over and being like, we're going to derail any of that kind of stuff would have been amazing yeah. to see. Right. Just mass destructive it, <sighs> on a bigger level. Right. Yeah. Um, never happens. But you see this flight of the Valkyrie plane. Uh, going overhead, and then also, um, it the exact next scene is Emilio Estevez in a bathroom with this overweight worker named Joey on the shitter, and like shit noises, full shit noises in between dialogue. I love a good shit noise, but like, holy fuck, it was like. <laughs> it's like we're not exaggerating yeah so i'm a terrible human and i'll appreciate all that stuff but i was like not needed so i'm gonna do the dialogue you go and (laughs) do this oh my god so um uh the owner says that you have uh guns guns for guns for yeah we have some guns they were down in the basement that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> like, you like, hear it all. It's between yeah. lines of dialogue. There's just yeah. straight-up shit noises, right? And it's not, like, or anything comical, but it's just, like, yeah. you know? You're just, like, oh. Like, and, he's pooping But he's also yeah. not acting like he's pooping. Not at all. He's like, yeah, we have it in the basement. <laughs> right, because they told him, hey, just act like you've just, like, dumped, we'll but put the you're reading the paper yeah. or something, and, you're like, you haven't wiped yet, right? Like, the thing we all do where we're like, I'm going to take a minute. You know, that's what they told him we to do, do and sure. delivered the dialogue, yeah. right? Because Estevez peeks his head over the stall 
and like, like has a conversation. Like, what's your dick like? But hey, also like talk to me. Hey, what you doing there? You you taking a shit? Huh. Um, and that's how that plays out. So that's where I finally wrote: Is this supposed to be a dark comedy? Yeah, don't know. I still Either. don't know. Yeah, right. So um, after this nightfall happens, Brett and Billy have sex out of nowhere. Yeah. They just have sex, and she's like, "You're an amazing lover, and you're a genius." Because he comes up with this idea that says, "If We're we can go get to an island, yeah, if we can get it. to a sailboat yeah. which has no mechanical parts, because apparently he's smarter than the film is." Yeah. And it's like it's about mechanical parts. He's Nastavev. He's he's smart. Well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's always winning. Yeah. Maybe uh, not as much as others, but he's there. He's got tiger blood. I get it. So Sheen Estevez, yeah. Estevez Sheen. I don't understand tomato, why tomato. he took a surname. I was like, yeah. you should probably stick with the Sheen thing. You probably would have done better. Yeah. Like he did decent. I mean, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> but he also was a. I think he was also in a Soul Taker. <laughs> Soul Taker? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what that is. It's At first I thought you said Soul Staker. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to stake your soul. Soul Taker is one of my favorite mystery science theaters. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. All right. I don't know why they never did this one. Right. Like, oh. Um, There's a lot they could do. Right? They pick and choose. So, uh, yeah, they have sex, I guess, because you have sex in extreme situations like this. Not quite sure. Stress. Um, But... Speaking of stress, the waitress, the main waitress she of the diner, out constantly, out of nowhere. Okay, we have not been established that she is like on the cusp of losing it or anything. She just out of nowhere is like, you know what? We made them. We made you. 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 Which is like, well, that's true. She literally goes outside and screams, screams at the the trucks that are doing a circle, right around the the. Which also don't understand because what happens the next day is that the trucks are like, "Fuck, we're out of gas, and we need them to fill us up with gas." Why would you waste the time driving in a circle and wasting your gas? Eventually. Right, unless the trucks partner up with like I don't know the offshore oil drilling, <laughs> and then also partner up with whatever makes gasoline. Like I don't know, I'm not a gasologist. I don't know how that works, but eventually, uh, without humans, and I think maybe the trucks figured that out after day one. There was like I don't know a truck council somewhere, yeah. and was like, guys. So we wiped out the majority, but we need some, like, human slaves. But they can help us, so... <laughs> right? Whoops. And they, because, uh, actually, the waitress was right. They made us. Yeah. <laughs> and so... She's smart. Right. Um, anybody? And yeah. you, you get no vote, Bic Lighter Truck. Right. <laughs> like... Meanwhile, Bic, you're out. Yeah, there's a lot of random sponsorships, sprinkles. I guess. Yeah. I don't even know if they were sponsors. Yeah. But there's like a Bic lighter truck. Yeah. There is a Miller light truck. Yep. Um, there is – wait, I. what am I guessing at? I actually wrote it down. So there is – Miller light, Bic. Happy Toys, paper. My, my Tea Tasty Ice Cream Truck. 
Miller Brewing Company. Yep. Bic Lighters. Yep. J-O-B Rolling Papers. Yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dutch Boy Imported Tobacco. Yep. Thurston Motor Lines Incorporated. Oh, okay. Bridgestone Motorsport. Yep. Worsley Transport. Oh. Rider Trucks. Yep. Um, Zeke's Trash and Waste Removal. Mm-hmm. And Liquid Oxygen. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Which you would yeah. think, all right. Because this is kind of the ending here a little bit. We're yeah. we're there, right? Um, what happens? Uh, Curtis kind of becomes a secondary hero of the film a little bit. He's 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 braver than people give him credit for for yeah. being, looking nerdy and everything. Uh, Connie uh, is really not down with him being a, the hero that he's becoming. Right. Yeah. But we also don't know why. Yeah. Like there's no justification for it. There's not even like a I'm doing this because of my newly wed wife or anything. It's just uh, nobody else is stepping up. I'm going to step up. <laughs> right. So Billy and uh, Curtis decide that they the Bible salesman who got run over apparently is yelling in a ditch outside and like, they all decide help. yeah that they're help. like would you if it was you would you save him kind of thing and they're like eh. but no one knew him and actually no one shouldn't have saved him i think the only reason that they saved him was because it was a plot point because this is in saving him to save you a bunch of time right in saving him they save a little boy. They and the save little Deke. boy is Deke. Yeah. And Deke is the child of the guy that was right. killed by a semi truck. And so, Deke is like, Is my dad dead? Yeah. And then like they move yeah. on. Port- That's about it. Important story point. Zeke made it to the diner, but yeah. saw all the trucks circling it and was like, yeah, I know they're not real and trucks. And he couldn't get through a sewer grate, but then <laughs> well, like, that's, they find that, out that's they can get important through important esta- yeah. establishment. There is a sewer line that runs underneath the main highway that's adjacent to the Dixie Boy, and it leads into uh, the Dixie Boy itself. Right. So in their travels of trying to rescue the Bible salesman, uh, Zeke runs into the Bible salesman and he basically dies in front of him. Right. So that takes While care of him. dragging his body. Yeah. He's like, get off of me. I don't I don't need well, you. The guy's like, drag me to safety. And as he's dragging the guy to safety, he dies. Really right. creepy. Which apparently in deleted footage his face is peeled off for some reason and falls off yeah. in front of him. That was weird to hear because I'm like, that unnecessary, right? Which apparently Stephen King showed this uncut version to Roger Corman, and apparently it made Roger Corman sick. Oh. I don't believe this story <laughs> at all, but whatever. So Zeke climbs through the sewer, runs into uh, Billy and Curtis, and they're like, he's like, Bible salesman's dead. Let's go. Right. Gets back upstairs and the night's kind of over. They they reveal to Zeke uh, the shitty Dixie boy manager reveals to Zeke unceremoniously that his father was run over by a truck. And now Zeke holds a a grudge against the trucks, which was unnecessary. We all have a grudge against trucks. (laughs) And so everybody just goes to sleep. And oh, oh, did you catch this? I was like, yay, we got a shout out in the movie is like when they were dropping things into the sewer. They were like, bombs away. I was like, (laughs) yay, that's That's us. us. Right. So um, 
after this, they go to sleep, and then they wake up the next morning, and a bulldozer has showed up. Yeah. And Pushing a car in the diner. And a threatening them. Go kart with yeah. a machine gun shows up. It's like it's like what an is army this thing? an army car. But it's like just a platform on wheels with a yeah. steering wheel. That's an army car. It was an army car with a machine gun mount. And okay. um it shows up and basically the trucks force the humans to regas them for the entire day, and it also like funnels in trucks that are just passing on the highway, and they regas them. But at the same time, of uh, Estevez comes up with another plan as they blow up the 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 car with the machine. Oh, gun. by the way, they've um, something we haven't really talked about is that they have this missile launcher. Throughout the whole movie. Oh, they have a whole arms thing because they, the... But it doesn't make... Why haven't they been using it? They only use it when they need to get back into the diner, right? It's because they keep picking and choosing at things. Oh. Hey, don't... Hey, hey. Don't Kellen me. It's the most... <laughs> it is the most picking and choosy film I've ever I agree. experienced. I absolutely I agree. I stand it. <laughs> but... Uh, also, oh my God. No, for those who wrote the trivia, that missile launcher is a one-time use missile launcher. It's not yeah, something that can be reloaded I know, even. So, like, I know. there's so many holes, like you said. So, oh, calm down. We're almost through it. So tired. We're into day day two here of the comet. Okay, so we're almost through it. Right, you don't have to. Do, this movie doesn't do all eight days of the comet. I'm so glad. I know, right? It does not do all eight days, five hours, twenty nine minutes, and twenty three seconds of this fucking comet tale. But what it does do is it kills four people with the machine gun at this point, including the Dixie Boy manager, because and other people that you don't care about. No, you don't care about any of them. The waitress does another "We made you" speech, yep. like the first one wasn't enough. Right, uh, goes outside and has the missile launcher, and it blows up another truck. So now the army cart, as you call it, I call it like a go kart, right? Starts giving Morse code, and Deke apparently was in the Boy Scouts, and he knows Morse code. My question was, what if none of them knew Morse code? The trucks are kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, beep, 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 beep. This ain't working, guys. Right? Basically, the Morse code is like, fill us up with gas and we'll treat you right. Right. And they do for a day, but it's like 100 and something degrees. So at and what it point, catches them all off guard. And they're why, all like, ah. But they create a plan. In this montage, why are they all so comfortable? They are leaning on the cars. Um, They are like, oh, man, so tired. Let me lean against this killing thing. You know, like they're all like and they're talking to the cars and being like because he goes out before and he talks to the Green Goblin car and is like uh, is basically like, look, I'm your supplier now. Like like the gas is drugs. Yeah, they get real cocky. Right. They get weird yeah. about it. And and at one point, Brett. Uh, goes out and is like, I'm going to, like, she sees the whole line of trucks way down the highway and is exhausted from the heat and everything, is like, I'm going to lean my head on top of this stick yeah. bed truck. And I'm like, you don't lean your head on the things that are alive and going to kill you. Like, they're way too comfortable in this realm, right? Yeah. So now 
Emilio is tired and he comes up with the what if uh, the the theory of well, the they, film that he comes up with. Yeah. Right. Which kind of works with the end title card. Right. Which is what if UFOs or aliens came to the planet and needed a new planet full of resources. Correct. Like that's what he says. Yeah. Right. And says that we're going to like somehow make the truck sentient to kill off the current life so that we can then just take its place, right? Weird random theory, but I guess cool because that's kind of what it turns out to be, right? Yeah. Kind of. Like, it's, well, it, the, the title, whole, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, Emilio Estevez is like, I'm going to blow up the, the machine gun car. He does. That's right. Yeah. He, he, like, he throws, well, kind of just is like, what, wait, what's He's up? Like, machine gun car. Everyone run. Yeah, and, and drops a grenade yeah. onto the cart, blows it up. So now they're not held at gunpoint. But all the other trucks are very aware that they are in potential of getting away. So what happens is, as he does that, everyone inside is, like, jumping down a mangrate cover. And they all jump down it. They all get down there. So the trucks are like, what's happening? So everyone escapes through a sewage line. The same thing that Deke came through. Yeah. So now they're across the highway from the Dixie Boy. And this is where the trucks are, like, Not I caring. guess, they're pissed. Like, yeah, they're like, whatever, suicide mission. And they run into this building, and one of them is like Which an doesn't make any sense. truck. Yeah. Like, the trucks are, I guess, pissed that they escaped and is like, you know what? I'm just going to drive myself into this wall, and if anybody's there, you're dead. Yeah. And that, like, Why? I don't know. I know. There's no. Just, there's no why on this there one. I'm not expecting. Ex- it's very rhetorical. Yeah. Like my why. Like, don't ask. Nothing. Just, at this point, nothing makes sense. No. So, uh, yes, the oxygen, liquid oxygen one crashes and starts springing a leak, and then the whole place just goes up in flames. A giant um, explosion, which was uh, pyro, pyro time to the ACDC song that was playing at the time. And then they kind of just go on a like a mile to two mile on foot journey to the marina, About. right? And all the trucks, I guess, were destroyed in the explosion except for the Happy Toy One, our yeah. hero truck. And that is just kind of – I don't know how it knows that they're at the marina because <laughs> yeah. it just shows up. Um there's a scene where Deke kind of gets his revenge on the machines by, like, blowing away a drive through sign that is like, hey, there's humans here. And then the uh, the truck, the happy toy truck is at the marina being like, what up, bitches? Not dead yet? And runs over one guy who, oh, there's a girl that yeah. gets stuck <laughs> <laughs> She's like trying to climb out a window, and the window rolls up and chokes her to death. But yes. I guess she was rich because she had like a loaded, like multiple big diamond ring. Oh, she on had. Her finger. She had like a a ring pop size yeah. <laughs> diamond on her finger, and one guy is like, "Oh my god!" Like a ring, which it's the end of the world. I don't know what you think you're gonna get yeah. for like. I never understand in apocalypse movies or things when somebody sees something of value, but it's value of some of past life it's not current like you're not going to be able to sell said diamond in this new world 
and be able to get it. So like, I don't, I never understand when that happens. That happens in a lot of movies like yeah. that, where it's like, oh my god, look at all this, look at this bank full of cash. Well, people, it's like, time, like, do you think the world's understand. gonna get, come yeah. back? Like it's weird. So while he's doing that, the truck is like, I'm gonna do one last kill. Right, runs over that guy, which that truck where the the guy is in in correlation is very close to where they are loading up on the boat of the marina the truck runs him over but then seems to be back at its starting point so that emilio yeah. can fire a missile the truck could have hit the boat yeah yeah absolutely and so emilio SOS fires a mi- missile blows up that truck they all get on the boat and then they sail away and the title cards like Oh, by the way, um, yeah, so the Earth did pass through, and it turns out that wasn't kind of maybe it at all. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, it, but the Russians reported a UFO, uh, and this is all via like a two-sentence title card. Russian reported a UFO uh, satellite uh, that was destroyed by the Russians using nukes and a laser, right? Yep. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. Like the movie has no real other resolution other than that. So yeah, that's that's it. Um some interesting tidbits of trivia. Uh there was an incident uh with the remote control uh lawnmower. Lawnmower, thank you. Yeah. Uh in which the lawnmower remote control like ran over debris and it injured the director of photography uh um, lost an eye. Yes. And he sued him for eighteen million in damages, which is way more than this film costs. Yeah. Um, there was also a stunt. Uh, there's more people that got injured and risked in this shitty movie than like what it was worth, and that's yeah. crazy too, right? There was another stunt, the ice cream truck, which we didn't mention. Uh, comes back at the end, and Curtis and Brett like fire machine gun fire into it which makes it like flip over and explode and so the ice cream truck uh the stunt didn't go according to plan a telephone pole sized beam of wood was placed inside so it would flip over but it only flipped over once and slid on its roof and it was right into the path of the camera which the dolly grip gene uh pull pulled the cameraman out of the way at the last second and um that's insane. Yeah. Right? Because that means people were willing to stay in front of the camera and be like, no, this is a great shot. Yeah. Instead of like somehow realizing that their director was on Coke and being like, this movie's going to be insane. Yeah. That's the passion of like people on set. You know, like yep. I feel like there's a magic bad movie or not ah. that people are like, this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, And then other than that, uh, do you have any like new taglines for this film? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> I have three. Maximum overkill. I found. I I actually wrote three. Oh, do go. Okay, yeah. The film you wish would stop. Keep on trucking. Huh. Okay. I know it's a little yeah. clunky, right? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> a blowout on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to quote an ACDC song, for those about to rock, keep on moving. Oh. <laughs> Aww. So to finish it up, ladies and gentlemen, as we do now, um, we seem to have a very 
interesting opinion about this film, but there are other people who seem to love this film. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Give Me Five. All right, so these are fairly short compared to our normal Give Me Five. I know <laughs> you can, I can already see you dreading this part. Okay, so first one, and these are all... Um, these are all found on IMDb and Amazon. First one, written in 2014 by a Parker Paul, uh, Uh He he writes Stephen King's directorial debut, Maximum Overdrive, is the title. This is an amazing movie, plain and simple. Aliens take over 18 wheelers and try to kill people. Emilio Estevez is in it, and acting is top notch. I even heard it won the Oscar for Best Original Film that year. No. The fear and emotion displayed by the survivors is some breathtaking work. Not. The plot is co- You're cracking me up. The plot is cohesive and the dialogue is well written. Uh, uh, uh. A lot of the interactions by the cast are believable and plausible. Delusional. Not a single scene is wasted. Yes. No. The soundtrack is scored by the legendary rock band ACDC. Lie. No, well, that's true. <laughs> there were some songs. No, all of it. I thought actually. there were two that They worked. actually did it. Oh, yeah. well, you know, it's still bad. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The entire soundtrack. Family fun all around. No. Maximum Overdrive is quite simply one of the most terrifying horror films ever made. And sets a precedent for any alien slash freight truck movies in the future. Would recommend this over those, any movie. Those are common. Ten stars, right? Like, hey, if you if you guys are looking to make an alien slash freight truck movie, this is what you God, need to look up to. No, like this guy <laughs> lives in a world where I feel like he saw a different version of this movie. Than the rest of the world. Right? <laughs> uh, next one by so a Paparoto, uh, dated in 2007. Uh-huh. Best B movie ever. Yeah. Now, I picked this one. Uh, he is aware that it's a B movie, but I picked yeah. this one because of where it goes halfway through. Okay? Uh-oh. Man, what a great movie. Emilio shows he's got what it takes. I was 12 when this came out. I can't think of anything that scared the crap out of you and entertained you as well. Now, it's 20 years later, and I have a youngster that's just about 12, so we rented it, and I'm going to let him uh, tell you what he thinks because I can't fill 10 lines of excellence like he can. Here is his side of the story. He goes on the right in the son's uh, perspective. Okay, so I think for an 80s movie, it's really good. I mean, the blood and how they die. I mean, it surprised me, but I knew it was coming because Stephen King made it. And the music sound a little bit like Psycho. I hope I spelled that right. It was so crazy, and I may have screamed a little. Ten stars. (laughs) That works. I like it. (laughs) And then, last one. It's short. It's good. It's the way you like it. Titled... The best Stephen King movie ever, written April 9th, 1999, uh, from a customarian. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Trucks. 
this movie is the best movie that I have ever seen because of two things. One, all the awesome trucks. And And two. Trucks. No. Diesel fuel. (laughs) This film was awesome and reminds me of the good old days when movies had great actors in it like Emilio Estevez. Whoop. And all the great truck drivers. Uh, Five stars on Amazon. All right. (laughs) I feel like that was written by Eddie. (laughs) Thank you, Eddie. We love you. I love trucks. Um, So, um, (laughs) I know he listens to this, too. (laughs) Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that is Maximum Overdrive. Uh, Should we even do the W? I have to pee so bad that I, I'm okay with skipping him, but I would recommend this film to anyone because I actually do love it. No, I had a blast. Yeah. honestly, it's not. It's look back. Just watch it as a movie, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, um, we're we're pretty long in the tooth on this one, right? Yeah. Which means we enjoyed it. That usually happens. Like as crazy as like Super Mario Brothers is, that was a two and a half hour show for oh us, and we had a blast. So yes, we had a lot of fun. I would recommend it to anybody as well. Um, so that's about it for us here at Bombs Away. We'd like to thank everybody for rate, reviewing, and subscribing. And if you, you haven't, do it already. Uh, yes. please, uh, subscribe to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can do all of that at Bombs Away Show. Please write to us, contact at Bombs Away Show if we left out anything or you have a theory about this film. We'd love to hear it. We still don't have those questions answered. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for our 50th episode next week uh, where we're joined by the owner and operator of our home at the Frida Cinema, Mr. Logan Crow himself, for the 1980 musical disaster Robin Williams film Popeye. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And uh, listen to our Shorties episode coming out this week. It's going to tell you everything that you need to know about April. And that's about it for me. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jarrett. And Jesus is coming to town and he is pissed. We made you. We made you. We made you. This is Jarrett with Bombs Away Podcast. I'm here at the Frida Cinema, once again recording for your all's pleasure. Frida Cinema, that sounds pretty familiar. Oh yeah, it's because we bring it up so much. It's where we live, it's where we record. Now, you may know of the Frida Cinema, but you may not know enough about the Frida Cinema. So the Frida Cinema is a program of the Long Beach Cinematique, and it's located in Santa Ana in Southern California. It services neighboring communities as a nonprofit art house cinema dedicated to educating, connecting, and enriching communities through the art of cinema, which is a pretty amazing experience. But how do they do that? Well, one of the ways they do that is with shadow casting. So shadow casting, if you don't know, is whenever they have a cast below the screen acting out the movie as the film is projected behind them. 
which is pretty neat, but that's not all. They also get audience participation. So you feel like you're part of the film, that you have that amazing enriching experience. Some of the films that we do shadow cast with are Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Repo the Genetic Opera, and The Forbidden Zone. That was the last time you heard of The Forbidden Zone. Am I right, ladies? Other things that we do, if you're not into Shadowcast, but you love that audience participation, um, are special events. We've done Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and it was a lights and sound spectacular. And there were also words along the bottom of the screen that helped you know when to participate in the film. Maybe you just want to watch a film, which is okay, because the Free to Cinema does show films. But maybe you want to watch a film in a different atmosphere. Well, the Frida Cinema has rooftop showings. Some of the films that have shown on our rooftop are the most recent Beauty and the Beast or Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. One of the cool things that happened with Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park is we actually had guests. For instance, Jurassic Park had the guest of the Jeep Wrangler, you know, that nice tan and red Jeep that we see just driving all around that park. It's an amazing photo opportunity, and it's something you get to brag about to your friends and post on that Instagram. If you want more information about the Showtime's location and everything film and entertainment related to the Frida Cinema, just go to www.thefridacinema.org. You can also follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefridacinema, and on Instagram and Twitter at thefridacinema. The Frida Cinema, for the filmmakers, the filmgoers, and for you. This has been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.